Happy Labor Day long weekend to you. Uh, With the market changing and new numbers out this week, do we need a new strategy when it comes to Vancouver real estate? We'll get to that with our guests in a few moments. John, what are we talking about now on Vancouver real estate today? Good morning, Ian. Uh, The real estate board of Greater Vancouver says home sales in Metro Vancouver down 26% in August compared to the same month last year. I don't think that's because of the foreign buyer's tax. Everyone recognized that we'd been experiencing a very strong market for quite a while, and prices had gotten out of hand. Realtor Rob Chipman. The new 15% foreign buyer's tax appears to have at least added to this trend by reducing foreign buyer activity, causing some uncertainty among local buyers and sellers. Uh, The tax came into effect August 1st. The benchmark price in August was 933 hundred thousand, and that was up thirty one percent from a year ago, and almost five percent over the last uh, three months. So up to nine hundred thirty three thousand for the benchmark price for a property in Metro Vancouver. Economists say that the market had already been cooling off, as you heard there, since that all time high in the first uh, six months, which really uh, began to slow down in February. And uh, the government began collecting data on foreign ownership earlier this year, and then it ended self-regulation of the real estate industry in June. Now, a statement from the finance ministry, Ian, said it would be premature to speculate what effect the tax may have on the market. The intent of the tax is to slow the rate of price growth and cool demand while the housing market responds by building new homes to meet local needs. Uh, Some reports out that TD Bank suggests the two hottest real estate markets in our country appear to be headed in different directions. Vancouver softening, Toronto looking to maintain its momentum. Uh, Vancouver started what is expected to be a modest correction in the market. Royal Bank said the first half of the year marked the biggest six-month drop in housing affordability in the Vancouver area since at least the early 90s. So now I looked at some of the areas, Ian, and we can kind of uh, get a a grasp on on what happened in uh, the June to August of 2015. We had detached homes of 454 selling. Uh, This year, June to August of 2016, that's down to 244 for Burnaby. So from 454 to 244. Uh, Same time period for condos up to 716 this past June to August. Uh, from 697. So condos are still strong. It's the detached homes we're seeing seeing the the drop-off. But the uh, average benchmark price still going up in both detached homes and condos, up 35% if you have a detached home, 28% for condos. Coquitlam, I looked there as well. Uh, Again, that same time frame, in June to August of 2015, there was about 500 homes uh, selling uh, last year. This year, down 320 that same time period. Uh, condos though up by about 75 in that time frame and the benchmark price again increased now in richmond where i know you have some interest 637 to down to 355 for single detached homes in that same time period the benchmark price ian up 44 percent and uh, so what are the analysts and the market watchers really saying about this real estate board president dan morrison says the market has been slowing. He kind of echoed those same comments we heard. He says things have slowed down from four months ago, and the trend continued this past August when he looked at that 26% drop. I mean, there's no question that the foreign buyer's tax is having an effect, and that effect is kind of causing everybody to kind of hold their breath and say, what's going to happen? And so certainly certainly the first two weeks of this month, we saw a lot of that. Uh, However, as the month progressed, we saw that kind of returning more to normal, whatever normal is in Vancouver, 
Yeah, he's saying record-breaking sales seen earlier this year have been replaced by more historically normal activity in July and August. We're heading back to the kind of balanced market we like to see, where we actually can properly negotiate for clients. We can actually write subjects into our contracts to actually protect our buyers. It's getting back to what's a healthy market. We've had a very unhealthy market for many months, way too long here. UBC Souter School of Business professor Sewer Somerville says the market is returning to a more historic, historically normal levels as well, echoing those same comments from Dan Morrison. It's not like we're in this sort of perilous black hole of, of, of no real estate activity, right? You know, if, 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 you're, if you're in a hyper-excited market, stepping back is, is a negative, but it's a negative to a, a better place to be. Somerville says it's really hard to judge the effect of the tax without new data from the B.C. government, but he does note sales of detached homes dropped 45% last month. I pointed out some of the numbers in local areas, and uh, those are the properties typically favored by foreign buyers. In the Fraser Valley, the real estate sales also slowed. Nearly 1,700 sales were processed for the month of August. That's down uh, 2.3% compared to the same time last year, almost a 14% drop from July. The Real Estate Board says the numbers are not alarming. They were to be expected for the month. And off we go now to uh, Victoria. So as home sales dip here in Metro Vancouver, BC's capital saw sales rise in August compared to last August, 19%. But President of the Victoria Real Estate Board, Mike Nugent, says Vancouver's foreign buyer property transfer tax is not to thank for that. I've spoken to some of the brokerages and some of our realtors on the street, and they're just not hearing stories of large numbers of foreign buyers coming our way. You know, really, this is a cycle like other cycles where so many of the economic fundamentals are very strong. Nugent says a lack of inventory is really putting pressure on home prices. The benchmark price for a single-family home in the Victoria Corps is up almost 24% this August over last We all know the critics have been pointing to the Quebec Immigrant Investor Program, in which critics say gives immigrants a backdoor into B.C., giving them easy access to our housing market here in Vancouver. Immigration lawyer Richard Curlin says the rules around that program are starting to tighten up. It's tracking down applicants who have purchased B.C. property. As well, they're tracking applicant families who have kids going to school in British Columbia. And if any of that will apply to you, well, there's a question mark regarding your intent to reside permanently in Quebec. That application is going to be tossed. Uh, So Quebec has responded to B.C. concerns. He's saying 95% in the past, he said that 95% of investors don't live in Quebec after five years. That program, if you're not familiar, allows foreigners to enter Quebec through an $800,000 short-term loan to the government in return, of course, for permanent residency. In Surrey, while schools burst at the seams as we get ready for the start of school, uh, school time next week, it's not stopping the city from accepting applications for new housing projects. The latest one in the Clayton community would see 16 acres turned into about 130 single-family units. That's the largest development to date there. A city report say it could mean an additional 100 students. So we spoke to education advocate Cindy Deglish, and she's baffled because Clayton Elementary already overcrowded by 70 students. We also spoke to Surrey School Trustee Gary Timoschuk, and he says he hopes the district won't have to call for another halt in development like it has in the past. They have set up a public meeting there, a hearing scheduled for September 12th, as they talk about that latest development proposal 
in Surrey. So we, we also, on the real estate today, love to talk about rentals, and, and we really want to reach out to home buyers and, and, and investors and also to renters. And mm-hmm. Ian, if you're a tenant, I don't know if you heard this story this week, if you're worried your landlord has a proper uh, knowledge of rights for both parties, there will soon be a way to tell. A landlord registries in the works. Now, CEO of Landlord BC, David Hutniak, says it's a positive tool. It's not aimed to separate bad apples from the good. Landlords will be able to log in to enroll and uh, go through a Landlord 101 course. It will then be tested on the knowledge, of, and they will have to pass uh, that exam. Upon successfully doing so, they will be uh, given a competency certificate. He says the registry is voluntary, uh, voluntary and is in, in uh, hot market rather, he admits it probably won't attract everyone, but for tenants? They're going to be able to see that Joe, the landlord here, has obtained that competency certificate. Frank hasn't. Who do you think you're going to rent from? Yeah, Hutniak says he brought the idea of a mandatory registry for landlords and tenants up with Housing Minister Rich Coleman, but he notes no serious talks have taken place yet. We'll keep an eye on this. The online registry will uh, soft launch this November, so something to look forward to this fall. And it will go into full swing, likely uh, as soon as next January. Meanwhile, in Burnaby, 181 units of social housing could soon be a reality. This in uh, South Burnaby, it's a move advocates call, of course, a good first step. Wanda Mulholland with the Society to End Homelessness says she's thrilled at the cooperation between city developers and also BC Housing. But she says while it's progress, the city still lacks a much-needed homeless shelter in Burnaby. Shelter, transitional housing, uh, supported housing, it's all a continuum. Each one has their important part to assist people. And uh, we have Burnaby citizens who are needing to go elsewhere to get the housing that they desperately need. The Southgate project announced back in January will go to a public hearing That's coming up on September 20th. Just some of the stories that made real estate news this week. With all these new numbers, do we need a new strategy? That's what we'll talk about next on Vancouver Real Estate Today from News Talk 980 CKNW. Vince Taylor is a partner at Platinum Project Marketing in Vancouver, part of the McDonald Realty family. Vince has more than 30 years' experience and brings a a broad and unique perspective to all aspects of real estate. Nice to uh, you to join us this morning, Vince. Thank you. Well, I'm so pleased to be here calling you from Sorrento, British Columbia, overlooking the beautiful Shuswap Lake. Beautiful. Which, uh, perhaps might even be a segue into some of the uh, real estate discussions we're going to have. <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to get to uh, off the top with you, because uh, and, and for years now that I've known you, I've come to you for this kind of advice, because this uh, thing we call real estate, or this sport we call real estate, <laughs> is shifting all the time. Given the numbers that we got this week, is it time for us as consumers, sellers, and buyers to start to look at a different strategy as we approach uh, uh, housing and real estate? Well, Ian, of course, that's the we used to call it the million-dollar question, but in Vancouver, of course, it's the multi-million-dollar question. <laughs> and, you know, the window of opportunity that we could call this for regular Vancouverites, people who have grown up here, people who want to stay in Vancouver. I think there's a short window. Uh, experts will debate this uh, daily. In my view, you have a window of 60 to 90 days. Now, I don't like how the window was created, and that's a longer discussion depending on our time. 
But it is what it is. A tax has been implemented, and what it's done is caused tremendous confusion in the market. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt that the market wasn't going to go on forever, and you and I talked a few months ago, and trees don't grow all the way to the sky. At some point, markets stop, they go up, they go down. Here is an artificially created window, but I don't believe it's going to last. Vancouver is a world-class city, uh, generally speaking, of solid laws, predictable laws, uh, fresh air, clean water. This is this is where the world is going to come to, period. And if and the the sooner people understand that the great discovery has been made, and capital is nimble and intelligent, and they're coming, the money is coming. That's just the way it is. So if you've been looking to buy something in Vancouver. I think you got a 60 to 90 day window before everything takes off again. It looks like the the condo and townhouse market is still very very strong. It seems the tax at least to me has had the biggest impact on the on the the single family homes in the elevated above a million or even 2 or 3 million dollar market. I think that's a very fair comment, but it does go much deeper than that and what's happened is the 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 market has taken a step back not just from real estate prices, but to be honest, and it's to be a little bit critical of our government, the uncertainty caused by the decision and the way it was implemented means that this decision could affect a private contract for anybody, even Canadian citizens. Sure. If you enter go to buy a condo today, who's to say what the new rule is going to be tomorrow? So it's caused confusion, and well, it's true that the numbers indicate that the condo sales and, and so on have been good. I can tell you we got six or seven projects going all over the province. Our traffic came to an absolute halt in August. Wow. People stopped coming to the sales center and said, wait a minute, this isn't right. Private contracts between private citizens have been broken by a government that we trusted, and we need to understand what's going on. Now, I believe we'll recover and we'll get through this, yeah. but I can tell you that this has given the market a giant pause and a time for reflection. Other people will say, what a fabulous opportunity, as I mentioned off the top. So if you don't care about politics and you don't care about all that, now's the time going to be to, to jump right in. Well, do you think that this this scenario that we're facing right now would have happened one way or the other? I mean, uh, we I think most of us would agree a correction, and I know that's a word that nobody likes, but we had something had to give, and now the government forced the hand on the market. It's not like the prices are going down, as you as you said. Demand is still very very high, and will continue to be high. There's a bit of a right now. There's a, a window. There's a, a time for reflection from foreign buyers, for example, and even uh, Canadian buyers. But what else could have happened? I mean, let's put our 2020 glasses on for a moment. What would you have rather have seen happen? I'm a big believer in free market uh, and the invisible hand and all the wonderful uh, financial statements they, they you know they teach you in college about economics. The bottom line is markets go up and markets go down, period. There is no one on earth that is capable of predicting the day, the time, or the reason. Not, not me, not anybody, and, and if there's anyone out there, I've never met them. Hmm. What we do know for 100% certain is what goes up must come down and then goes back up again. So... To suggest that this was the way to cool off a market for people like me who believe in letting the market more or less dictate, uh, I don't think that's right. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of economists will say that the cure for high prices are high prices. At some point, at some point, people say, no, 
I won't pay this much for a car. I won't pay $87 for a pair of socks. And I won't pay $82 million for a house. And then the seller says, oh, well, now if you feel that way, the prices start to come down and then it goes back down again. And yet, so, Vince, if, if I can just interrupt there for a moment, sure. my, my take on this, or at least my read, is that this is obviously a very political move in an election year. And it seems to be widely accepted by most people, those people particularly that are not active in the market right now. I, I agree completely, and at the risk of getting overly political, uh, unless you want me to, uh, yeah, I think it was a brilliant, po- <laughs> a, br- <laughs> a brilliant political move uh, by a politician facing election. I'm a, I'm a you know a right wing guy. I'm a business guy. I mean, it's no question where my politics would lie. And yet, I don't support this move. I think this was politically motivated, and the government does its best work when it leaves the free market alone. So having said that, what's done is done. It's a, you know, it appeals to people who have a feeling that all the foreign national buyers are coming in and taking away opportunities for our children, and it's a natural reaction. And yet, you know, it's a, it's a question, Ian, of entitlement. And again, this is a much longer thing. Do you deserve to live in Vancouver because you were born here? If you do, then we have to take a lot stronger action against not just a Chinese buyer, but an American buyer, British buyer, Middle Eastern buyer, Indian buyer. You have to basically say to the world, Canada is not open for business. That is the only way that you're going to guarantee entitlement. If you don't believe that, then sure, some measures should be taken to protect ourselves as a country from extraneous events. But the fact of the matter is, if you if you were born in Manhattan, you may not be able to afford to live there. If you're born in London, the same. Vancouver is a big city. And as I mentioned to you a few months ago, you don't have to sell. Can we keep you through another break? Can we keep you through the break? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I know you're busy and I uh, appreciate your time on a long weekend. Uh, stay with us. Vince Taylor is a partner at Platinum Project Marketing in Vancouver, part of the McDonald Realty family. We'll get into some of his projects and more of his thoughts on the numbers that came out this week, it's a changing market. There's no question about that. Perhaps some strategies on what you might want to think about if you're in or thinking about getting into Vancouver real estate today. Back after this on News Talk 980 CKNW. We welcome your input at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 if you're on your mobile. We're joined today on the phone by Vince Taylor, partner at Platinum Project Marketing in Vancouver, part of the McDonald Realty family. Vince has more than 30 years experience and brings a broad and unique perspective to all aspects of real estate. Vince is one of the first developers to initiate the now common pre-sale program to satisfy financing requirements, pioneering the way real estate is sold and marketed today. Uh, has a lot of experience, and we always appreciate your time when you're able to join us. And Vince, uh, John has a question for you. Yeah, Vince, good morning. I, You know what, uh, the 60-90 day period that you mentioned earlier, I want to ask you a bit about that. Uh, but first of all, I just got to ask you, with, with your feet up right now overlooking the water, are you seeing any good houseboat sales or, or any good deals in Shushwap? Well, that's a that's a longer discussion. Uh, Ian wouldn't like me to take all that time, but I can't I can't help but smile when you ask. It is uh, so spectacular up here. Uh, I think, like real estate, the value of property here, the value of everything on this lake is just going up and through the roof. I mean, we're 
where else in the world can you find a place like this? Well, we appreciate you taking your Labor Day weekend and spending it here on real estate today. Now, with that that window that you had mentioned, um, obviously as of uh, August second, I assume, um, can you just fill our listeners in as to as to why you you see that window closing after sixty or ninety days? Well, it goes back to the question of a world class city. Uh, uh, again, capital is intelligent and it's nimble. And when capital sees a city that they like, where there is a rule of law and clean water and clean air and fundamentals, it will flock there. And you, you can't stop people from wanting to come to Canada. And arguably, those of us who live here will say that Vancouver is the greatest city in Canada for all the reasons that, that keep us here. And that's not to be disrespectful to other places. But once you move to Vancouver, you, you can't imagine living anywhere else. So when our visitors come here and they say, well, this is one of the greatest cities in the world, I'll take it. So when you have temporary confusion in a market, you cause a slight pullback, but you can't stop the tide from coming in. The city has been discovered, and it's not just Asia. People come to my office from around the world and say, my God, how come we didn't know about this place? They're coming from the Middle East. They're coming from India. They're coming from Australia. They're coming from Europe and saying, you know, we love Europe. You don't get Shushwap Lake. We're four hours from a town. You can be half the people on Shushwap Lake drink their water right out of the lake unfiltered. So if, if that was the only fundamental, where in the world, what lake can you imagine this close to a big city? You can jump in and drink it and be healthy. And that's why this market will continue. You can take all the economics, all the numbers. It, it's because you can drink the water and breathe the air. Yeah, that's really nice. Uh, I want to take a call here. Um, we got Randy on the line. Good morning. Yes, hi, how are you? Excellent. I have a question about some things I don't think you've covered. Now, I don't disagree with how great Vancouver is. I've been here 40 years. But when I came up here, people told me that this city was built on drug money because of support and crime money and so on. And now, there, about four weeks ago in the Vancouver province, a cover story uh, on a Sunday, there was an article that stated that numerous examples of uh, money launderers coming in, and most of them in Richmond. And uh, now, here's what I think happened, why Christie changed her mind about this, because a lot of people have been in China have been taking out mortgages and loans, and uh, they are disappearing. They haven't paid them back, and the banks over there have been screaming to the government uh, about this, and the government finally is clamping down on it because China has cut off, uh, uh, or they're clamping down on money launderers and taking money out of the Okay, Randy, I'm gonna just going to leave it there. Don't go away. i put you on hold for a moment because I want to get a reaction from Vince and also uh, take some other calls, but on... On the idea that Richmond, in particular, perhaps parts of Burnaby, uh, west side of Vancouver, uh, I'm sure it's not limited to to Richmond, but is money laundering the problem that we see, or is it a handful of people, to your mind, and this idea that Vancouver is built on uh, drug money and crime uh, because we're a port city, I think that's almost a bit passe to say that now, isn't it? Well, you know, it's it's delicious media to talk about those things because it's it's fun and exciting and it causes intrigue in my experience and i i deal with international markets every day so i i will give you my learned opinion and that's what it is is that that's not a fundamental cause of any of this you know let let without any cynicism in my voice if you couldn't afford a house in shaughnessy at 10 million 
does it really matter if it's 20? If you couldn't afford it at 20, does it matter if it's 50? There is drug money, money laundering going on in all major cities at the very highest, most expensive levels because the fact of the matter is it's easy, clean, and portable to buy real estate. If you've got all this cash, you can't pack oil around. Gold's too heavy. You fly into London and you pay 10000 bucks a foot for a condo and you fly back to whatever country you came from because your money is safe. So, yeah, that you know, it's fun to talk about those things, but I'm on the ground day to day. And that represents such a small component right. of what's going on. Fair enough. Livability, that's the key. Okay, Natalie, you're next. Yeah, he's full of crap. <laughs> there is so much corruption going on in the real estate industry, and it comes right down to the real, Greater Vancouver Real Estate Board. They have manipulated the market for the last 10 years. How so? By locking out, they will literally, if you try and put your own home on the market as a, um, as a, a, you know, without a realtor, they refuse to bring buyers by and they will actually, they will say, okay, this, they, they actually like, they have dictated. Okay, how many, how many for sale by owners are there? That's not enough to make that big of a dent in the market. So well, I'm not hey, sure, that, I'm, I'm not sure what your point is. Point. My other point is, no, no, my other point is real, the realtors are contributing to this mess that we've created in Vancouver. There's no entitlement where there's hardworking people that have grown the British Columbia economy that have been locked out of home ownership, and it's due to the dictatorship of re- the real estate, uh, the real real estate board of Vancouver and financial institutions. Let me ask you a question, Natalie. Do you so think, no Natalie? Natalie, I want to ask you a question before you go on. Uh, tell me something. Have you got some facts to back up what you're saying? Oh, facts? Yeah, facts. That's what we deal with in real life. Facts. What kind of facts is your guest dealing with? that we're entitled, that there's, there's all this sort of wishy-washy, you know, predictions going on in the real The facts are that home ownership is out of reach for the majority of British Columbians, and it's sickening. And, and it's because there's a dictatorship amongst a very, very small group of real, realtors. Let me ask you another question, Natalie. Okay. Uh, another question. Do you think that uh, with disbanding the real estate board and appointing a trustee, that the government has taken appropriate action to uh, fend off what your what your accusations are. Look at look at this way. They want a free market. Give us a free market. All right, Vince. Uh, give me. Uh, uh, and I, I'm sorry we have to wrap up like this because uh, we're up against the clock. But uh, we're going to leave the phone lines open. I don't want to keep you any longer. But I want to give you a chance to respond to Natalie and to our other call. Yeah, very quickly, uh, John. I can stay on. Uh, Ian, I can stay as long as I like. As you need to. Uh, I love the passion of this kind of call. That's fantastic. Okay, then let me yeah, break. Then I'll Vince. I'll break now. Or we'll go to I our break. Answer it in detail. Yeah. Yeah. Leave, leave me, let's leave the time. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So uh, we'll come back and we'll address Natalie and our other callers. If you want to jump in, you're more than welcome to six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight star ninety eight ninety eight. Our guest is Vince Taylor. He's a partner at Platinum Project Marketing in Vancouver, part of the McDonald Realty family. With John Meyer, I'm Ian Power. We're back in a moment on Vancouver Real Estate Today. News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, we are back and uh, we've had some great calls and we appreciate that. We also appreciate uh, Vince Taylor who has uh, chosen on his holiday 
to stay with us. Uh, Vince, we want to give you an opportunity to uh, push back on some of the comments that were made before the break. Well, there's no need to push back at all. Uh, Natalie, has, I love the passion and the enthusiasm, and that's exactly why uh, the, the new tax was implemented, because this is what people are feeling. And it, it, I, no way to be disrespectful to Natalie. You're asking her about facts. The fact of the matter is, from a person like me who lives this every day, Vancouver is a big place. There's micro-markets that are certainly overheated, where it's difficult for average working Canadians, British Columbians, to Natalie's point, we agree. There is a gap between those who work for a living, and there is a gap between those who don't need money, don't need a mortgage. But the fact of the matter is, we're going to talk facts. You can't blame the real estate board for outside pressures. And areas like Surrey, Langley, Abbotsford, look at look what's happening in Victoria and Squamish. These markets are coming alive because of the pressure. People are saying, I don't have to live in Vancouver. Squamish is one of the hottest markets mm-hmm. in the whole province, and it's cheap. Hell, we're selling Squamish just over $400 a foot. You can't buy anything in B.C., Greater Vancouver, for 400 bucks a foot, 25 minutes from West Vancouver. We're still selling land in Surrey for $30 a buildable foot, John and Ian. That hasn't gone up in 10 years. There is so much building in central Surrey, which is proof that supply is the answer to upward pressure on pricing. Surrey figured it out and said, let's build lots of houses. That's what will keep the price affordable. So Natalie's comments are only partly correct. But there's no infrastructure, though, in, in areas in Surrey where they're suffering with uh, overcrowded schools and community centers. Well, that's centers. a different question. We're, we're specifically talking about housing, and it's not to say unfair, but to Natalie's point, all Vancouver markets are not overheated. They're not out of reach. Right. We have seen almost no appreciation in the city of Surrey in a decade. And right. by that, I mean cost appreciation. It is as affordable today as it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Now, you're talking about the west side of Vancouver and some pockets in Shaughnessy, Natalie's right, and, and when that happens, people get offended. When somebody buys a $20 million house and puts plywood curtains up and moves <laughs> back to some other country, that's just, that just frustrating. Let's see what Alan has what? to say. Alan, go ahead. You can do it if you want. Yeah. Oh, hello. I, I just want to comment on every time there's some real estate uh, thing happening, CKNW goes into informal infomercial mode and brings on the Bob Rennies, brings on the developers, brings on the real estate people. These are the people who, through the greed, have driven this market right out of... What are you, Alan? Alan, what are you? I am a a hardworking superintendent for a paving company. I've worked for 40 years doing this. What's the name of your company? Uh, Key West. Key West what? Asphalt. What's the address? Surrey. <laughs> okay, what's the phone number there? Uh, 6-0, 778-222-2422. Right, do you have a, do you have a website? Uh, okay, well, you got, your, you, got your, your, you got your 30 seconds in there. I hope you're happy now. Hi, Veronica, go ahead. That was hilarious. Thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> well, look, you know what? I, I, uh, John and I both will be affronted by that comment only because... Uh, I haven't spoken in 15 minutes because we're letting the caller speak right now. So to say we just bring on uh, people with interests is ridiculous. So that's why Ian, I think, made the comment he did. Right. And we're trying to be, trying to be fair to everybody. And you know what? We're in the market too. We're, we're... Anyway, Veronica, make your point. Exactly. I just wanted to... Um... 
say a couple of things. Um, as far as sense of entitlement, I see that and hear that a lot with younger people, but not only younger people, with older people talking about their grandkids who can't afford to buy a property or a house. Mm-hmm. And I think that's absolutely incorrect because I've got three kids myself, and two of them have bought their first place at you know when they were under 30. Yep. And they saved for it, and they bought a townhouse or they bought an apartment, and now my son is buying his second well, one. That's because they have a good mom. <laughs> well, thank you for that. But to your point, I wanted to say this, because I think this hasn't been mentioned yet, and it has been talked about in the past. It's clear that wages haven't kept up with the, the price of real estate, and that's the only thing that I, I would give to anybody. But I know lots of millennials, lots of kids, mine included, that are in their 20s, that work three jobs, four jobs to, to save enough money for a down payment. It can be done. And a lot of those people, as uh, was mentioned earlier, are not going to these uh, pre-sales and, and, and going to the front doors right now and looking at places because of this uh, little correction we're seeing in the market and the little scare, I think, that uh, uh, we've been uh, uh, witnessing here uh, from our perspective and also from, obviously, our guest perspective as well. Exactly, and I agree with you as far as the Liberals making that announcement that was strictly political. That has no, no effect on, on people trying to buy something. If they don't have the money, you're not going to buy something if you don't have the money. Exactly. So it, it's done nothing for them. So I think that, you know, you have to put it in perspective. And there are many areas in, in the Lower Mainland where you can actually buy, and you can buy a house, not only just an apartment or a townhouse. Exactly, but very well Vancouver, said. You want to live in Vancouver, well, then you've got to have the money. All right, that's a good call. I'm going to let you go at that, Veronica. Really appreciate that in your comments. And I want to take one more call before we head to a break. So, Rob, that goes to you. Thank you very much. Uh, three quick points. Your guest is right with the supply side, but what he's wrong in Surrey is the amenities are not being kept up. You've got uh, overcrowding in schools. So we need a comprehensive plan for the provincial government. They've let us down. They need to free up land in some of the areas. And they need to have a comprehensive plan with transportation because the outlying areas will not support Vancouver unless we have a transportation plan. We're going to have gridlock. Now, giving said that, I think the government needs to get involved in setting up some land deals with some developers and put it to open tender where they can bring in some housing in the areas of some of the older areas where they can uh, improve the uh, density of that area. Uh, if you remember, this is a wave. We had a wave back in, I guess, probably the 80s where a lot of them came, came over from Hong Kong, knocked down some of the houses in East Vancouver. So this is just, it's just people want to live in Vancouver. I understand that. We can't control that but with a taxation. That's Sorry, got to leave it there, Rob, because we're late for the break. But uh, if you want to stay on the line, you're welcome to. Vince, please stay with us for one more break. We'll leave the last word to you when we come back. This is Vancouver Real Estate Today on News Talk 980 CKNW. We are joined this morning by Vince Taylor. He's uh, on vacation, but uh, agreed to take some time. He's in the shoe swap, enjoying some water time, uh, I hope, with the family. Uh, he's a partner at Platinum Project Marketing in Vancouver, part of the McDonald Realty family. Uh, I wanted to leave some time for you, Vince, to kind of wrap up uh, people taking shots, people agreeing. Uh, this is this is sort of the nature of what happens in this city when it comes to real estate, that uh, I think there's a huge emotional component that, that a lot of us don't seem to have control over. Well, you know, I, nobody, it's, it's not a problem at all. You called it a sport at the beginning, and I, I love the passion of, of the calls and how people feel about all this stuff. And just very quickly to address Rob, I, I'm happy to take any kind of criticism I don't. I, I don't think I was wrong to to say that the uh, infrastructure isn't correct. I just didn't address it. My question was, 
pricing can be, or the point was, pricing can be controlled by supply. And that's what you're going to hear a lot more of in, in the days and months and years ahead until the city councils across the country start to address the issue of supply we simply cannot get control of pricing. We have that opportunity for some reason. Things are bogged down. It's taking forever. Density is the key, and that's what people have discovered all over the world. And buildings will be 100 stories, maybe not in our lifetime, but they will all be 100 stories. So, you know, Victoria is a market that's benefiting. Squamish is a market that's benefiting. Surrey is benefiting. Everybody doesn't have to live on the west side of Vancouver. And, well, that entitlement, I'm sure, as... as frustrated some people somebody has to say it because a lot of people are also complaining like i said to you off the top they sell their house for an extraordinary amount of money come to my office and then complain about real estate prices you didn't have to sell your neighbors and you can get together and say no we want to preserve our neighborhood but we don't so you can't people you can't have it both ways and here's just another little fundamental for the last 60 or 70 years there's an old axiom that said one year's wages buys a car, five years' wages buys a house. Now, the definition of house has moved a little bit, but you can still get into a nice condo, a nice townhome, typically for five years' wages, especially if you're looking at, at uh, two-income homes. That rule of thumb simply hasn't changed, with the exception of a few pockets, and certainly hasn't changed beyond Vancouver or beyond Greater Toronto or even Montreal, where we work. If you go up into the interior, five years' wages buys a home. Mm -hmm. So tell me, folks, what has changed except in small pockets? It's emotional. It's passionate. I have my own kids. We're trying to get into the real estate market. It's just the way it is. I can hook them up. I can hook them up, Vince. Pardon me? I can hook them up with somebody. I know some people in the business. (laughs) Yeah, you know some guys. (laughs) They live in the most beautiful place on earth, and that comes with a price. Enjoy it. Put a smile on your face and be just Thank whoever you need to thank that every morning you live in a country where it's peaceful and there's a rule of law with clean air and clean water. If it costs you a few more bucks as a premium to live here, you know what? That's the price you pay. Amen to that. Vince Taylor, I want to say thank you for your time. Uh, I really appreciate it. Partner at Platinum Project Marketing in Vancouver, part of the McDonald Realty family. Where can we uh, visit you online or by phone? Uh, what would you like to, to put out there for people to look at your stuff? Uh, you know what? I, I, as, as always, uh, I enjoy people to call me. My cell phone number is 604-307-1026. I'm always ha- happy to take calls after the you know a show like this, and if you disagree with me, all the better. Call me. I love this kind of stuff. I love real estate. Love discussion, and of course, we're just happy to contribute in a meaningful way to uh, the development that goes on in the city. And uh, you know, love to be here, and look forward to coming back and talking to you guys anytime. Continue to have a great long Labor Day weekend, and again, thank you so much for sharing some time with us, and uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. All right. Uh, thanks very much, and uh, it was a real pleasure. All right. Uh, John, uh, any th- last remaining thoughts before we back out of here? One of the easiest shows I've ever done, Ian. <laughs> Having a good guest on and lots of callers, this is great. This uh, is fun. Haven't haven't had to do too much. Uh, I appreciate Vince coming on on a long weekend. and We appreciate the uh, callers calling in. And, you know, everybody has a point, and um, we like to share that on our show specifically and, and get 
you know, the average Joe on and get the experts on as well. And you can visit us at cknw.com. Look for Vancouver Real Estate today on our show page. Our thanks to uh, Matt Humphrey, our technical producer today. For John Meyer, my name is Ian Power. Stay with us for CKNW Weekend. And thanks for sharing your time with Vancouver Real Estate today on News Talk 980 CKNW.